welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week 12 and previewing week 13 with my top five waiver wire picks for this week. Got a lot of action from the NFL on Sunday. News, reactions, and waiver wire on this show as always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be here today. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast at SG sports talk. Check out, check out second goal sports talk on YouTube. That is the uh, weekly live show I do on YouTube each week. And sometimes we've got game broadcasts on there as well. So go check that out. That's always a lot of fun. And again, at Calvin underscore SGF is the Twitter. If you want to follow me, send fantasy questions. You can do it there at SGF pod, second goal fantasy at gmail.com. Anything like that. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's episode 110. We got three pieces of news to talk about today. Then reacting to the action from this week with the uh, fantasy leaders and the fantasy busts from the week. And then we'll get into some waiver wire. So it should be a fun show. Lots and lots of interesting stuff to talk about. So I guess let's hop right into it. Let's get into it with some news. Three pieces of news today. And unfortunately, we've got some sad news as the, the first one. Christian McCaffrey has been placed on IR by the Panthers after suffering an ankle injury. He will be done for the season. I I wish I had an answer for you on his status next year, where you're drafting him in redraft. Like the question that's circulating the internet right now, I mean, fantasy football internet, is Christian McCaffrey the 101 next year in fantasy? And my honest answer right now is I don't know. I will have to give that some serious thought, but uh, that's something I'll definitely that fantasy players will be having on their minds over the next few weeks. Something I'll have on my mind for sure. I don't know if anyone really knows. I don't want to lock into a take right now. There's still so much to figure out. Can Jonathan Taylor keep up this pace? Does Derek Henry coming off of his injury even have a case as the 101? Probably not. But I mean, who else? Alvin Kamara, Delvin Cook. There's uh, I, I mean, there's so many guys you can just consider at that spot now. I mean it's it's just it's going to be a difficult decision next year a much more difficult decision than it was this year although maybe it should have been more difficult as Christian McCaffrey continues to get injured so prayers up to him but he just cannot stay healthy cannot absolutely cannot stay healthy he seems to be made of glass at this point um obviously go pick up Chuba Hubbard we'll talk about him in waiver wire Dalvin Cook suffered a shoulder injury and this report's kind of funny not because Dalvin Cook got hurt but because the implications are unknown due to many conflicting reports. So we'll start on Sunday when he got hurt. It was reported it was a shoulder injury, dislocated shoulder. Ian Rappaport came out this morning and said that the results of the MRI indicated a torn labrum. That Cook was not done for the season, but that he's probably going to miss a few games based on the report he gave on NFL Now or I don't, I don't know where that was. Good morning football. One of the two. Um, it seemed that uh, Dalvin Cook was going to miss some time. Adam Schefter came out and said that this injury was a dislocated shoulder that the, I mean, the timeline doesn't seem to be known yet. I think that Schefter also reported that cook was day to day, but what was really weird was when Mike Zimmer came out later in the day saying that the injury was day to day refuting, saying that he did not have a torn labrum. Now Zimmer hasn't always been the most transparent with injuries as his like Daniel Hunter's preseason tweaked tweaked neck turned out to keep him out for the year but like I mean it's 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 not it's it's a it's a weird conflicting report to have cuz a guy like Ian Rappaport you know he checks his sources you know he's got trustworthy sources and it's weird for two different 
trustworthy sources to come out and say two different things on the MRI. It's impossible to imagine that the coach himself would have been misinformed about this injury. I mean, that's like ridiculous. But then again, Ian Rappaport's not just a guy who puts out wrong information. I mean, this is one of the most respected reporters in the NFL. So I don't know what's going on here. The interview was interesting because when asked if Cook had a torn labrum, Zimmer said no. When asked if Cook had a dislocated shoulder, he said, I'm not going to say. So it sounds like Cook has a dislocated shoulder is my best guess. Zimmer said he's day-to-day. When asked if he's going to play against the Lions, he said, I don't know. So I don't think he's probably – I'm guessing he's probably not going to play against the Lions. you got to go pick up Alexander Madison. I'll talk about him in the waiver wire as well. But, I mean, either way, Dalvin Cook's injury is not season-ending. Maybe he'll get him back at least for the final couple of weeks of the year. Last piece of news, Debo Samuel out one to two weeks with a groin injury. This is pretty straightforward. Upgrade for Brandon Ayuk for George Kittle. Uh, upgrade for the running backs as well as Debo was taking some RB work. Uh, but he has been incredible this year, so that really stinks. Big blow for the 49ers offense. Let's hop into reactions. We're going to react to all four positions from this week. Uh, the quarterback won it uh, at QB, Josh Allen, 260 yards and four touchdowns through the air, ran for 43 yards on the ground. This is what we like to see from Josh Allen, what you drafted him for. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, QBs two through four, pretty standard there. Mac Jones was very, very good against Tennessee, 310 yards, two touchdowns. He was the quarterback five and showed he can be a viable streamer when you need one. Derek Carr, the quarterback six with 373 passing yards against a bad Dallas defense. Then Carson Wentz took advantage of the Bucs with 306 passing yards and three touchdowns. Numbers five through seven, all these guys can be decent streamers uh, if you pick the right matchups. And all three of them are pretty easy matchups. Just shows quarterbacks aren't particularly hard to predict when it comes to matchups like that. Busts for this week, Lamar Jackson didn't have a good game. He'll get back on track, but for fantasy, he really struggled. Uh, Ryan Tannehill makes sense, doesn't have any weapons. Jalen Hurts got picked off three times. I think New York, the Giants' secondary, who Jalen Hurts was playing, is very underrated, but at the same time, that's not something I expected to see at all. I think these guys are going to bounce back, although Tannehill's hard to start right now because he's missing all his weapons. A.J. Brown on IR, which I guess I hadn't talked about, but that was reported a few days ago. A.J. Brown on IR now with a chest injury. Um, and yeah, Julio on IR, Derek Henry on IR, man, he's missing a lot of guys stinks for him. Uh, let's check out running backs on the week. The RB one for touchdown vintage Leonard Fournette. My goodness. Leonard Fournette went crazy taking the game home against the Colts. He is a locked and loaded must start. He has taken over from Ronald Jones. That has been established for weeks now. Joe Mixon, the RB two. My goodness, I called this game on Sunday, and Joe Mixon was already 20-plus carries in the first half, and the Steelers' defense just could not stop this guy. He A career day for him, and yeah, he was uh, he was great. Got to go lock him into lineups. Elijah Mitchell came back from his finger injury to get 168 total yards, keep him locked in. Cordero Patterson, RB4. What else would you expect coming off the injury? He has been fantastic as well. He's been fabulous. Um, all of these rankings are in full PPR, by the way. RB5, Austin Eckler, he got some passing work as well. And Javante Williams was the RB6. Javante Williams, one of my boom picks this week. I said it. I said, this is the week I'm thinking, or I, it, it, this is the week to start him against a bad Chargers defense. He hasn't had the touchdown luck lately. If he gets one of those, he can be great. He did, and he got over 100 total yards. AJ Dillon, the RB7 on the week as well. And, um, yeah, that was he he played pretty well. I mean, he is a, one of the better backups in this league. And Aaron Jones played in this one, but wasn't particularly efficient and didn't seem to have his full workload either. Then Jonathan Taylor was the RB8 because of course. Um busts on the week at RB 
Uh, DeAndre Swift got hurt in this one. That's also some news that DeAndre Swift got hurt. Dan Campbell said it's hard to see him playing this week, but I mean, I don't, I don't, this shoulder injury, it doesn't look like IR is a possibility as of now. So maybe he misses, he might miss like three weeks, but no IR, it seems as of now. Uh, Nick Chubb did absolutely nothing. Najee Harris, same thing. Pittsburgh was way far behind in this one. So tough game for those guys, but you should see bounce backs from them. The wide receiver one on the week was Jalen Waddle. Nine receptions for 137 yards and a touchdown. Waddle has been getting more work over the last couple weeks, and I think he's a guy you can start. And he's shown that he doesn't. not only has that safe PPR floor with the amount of catches he gets in short yardage, he also has that elite upside. So that's good to see. T. Higgins really stepped up for Cincy in this one. It's the wide receiver two. Adam Thielen, the wide receiver three with a couple touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne picked up a couple touchdowns as the wide receiver four. I'll talk about him later in waiver wire. Hunter Renfro was very reliable for Derek Carr, eight for 134. And then Debo Samuel ran for 66 yards and two touchdowns, had one catch. But, I mean, this is what Debo does. He is having a great year. He should be locked in as soon as he gets healthy to your starting lineup. Stephon Diggs did well, which is good to see. And then Deshaun Jackson, of course. This, you never know when it's going to be, but it's going to be Deshaun Jackson sometimes getting a deep ball, and he got a touchdown over 100 yards in this one. Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver nine, five for 81 in the score. Good to see from him for his fantasy managers. He can be started going forward, uh, it, although with some caution. And then Cooper Cup, only the wide receiver 10 with seven receptions for 96 yards, which is like disappointing for him at this point, which is kind of crazy. Um, other than that, yeah, not not much. Uh, there were some other good performances. Deontay Johnson did pretty well, despite the Steelers struggling, uh, busts on the week. Jamar chase didn't do that great. He wasn't that necessary in this one. It, the Steelers barely played press coverage throughout this game. And it was a lot of T Higgins as, as a result and a lot of underneath throws from Joe Burrow and a lot of runs with Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, I think that Mike Williams continues to struggle a little bit. He's hard to start now because of his inconsistency. Rashad Bateman wasn't the greatest. The Ravens didn't get much going in this one. Devontae Smith really struggled as well. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Surprisingly, both didn't do much because the Bucs scored a lot. It was a Leonard Fournette game, though. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, let's head into tight ends before we do waiver wire. Jack Doyle, the tight end, one on the week for Indy. Six receptions for 81 yards and a score. This was the guy who carried the... Um, the Tampa offense, Rob Gronkowski, seven for 123, was the tight end, too. Dawson Knox had a couple of touchdowns. Mark Andrews had one. Dalton Schultz had one. Dawson Knox has been inconsistent over the last couple of weeks, but keep an eye on him because he just sort of had a resurgence, but only three catches, though, in this one. Then Cole Komet with eight catches with the tight end six. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end seven, with a touchdown. It actually wasn't that bad of a week for tight ends. Um, it was some of them performed pretty well. Bus, Darren Waller didn't really do much i mean he also got injured in this one so that one didn't help you a lot of injuries maybe go look for foster moreau if darren waller ends up missing time dan arnold had a terrible week for the second straight week for some reason george kittle was did nothing kyle pitts no i mean see even when it's like a good tight end week noah fant as well it's so just so hard to predict a lot of these guys will bust every single week it seems to be travis kelsey or nothing at the tight end position and yeah it's it's hard stuff out there <laughs> Let's head into some waiver wire before we wrap up today's show. I misclicked. I clicked next to the drop and I was like trying to find it too. I got to get better at clicking these drops on time. 
Uh, these players are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Number one, Chuba Hubbard. This is the starting running back for the Panthers the rest of the year. You have to have him. He. This is the, probably the best waiver wire week we'll see all season. And Chuba Hubbard just tops it off. Alexander Madison as well. He is a great running back when Dalvin Cook is out. One of the better backups in this league. Very talented. Doesn't have the same explosiveness and shifty. I mean, he's pretty shifty, but he does. he's a little more physical and a little bit less sort of yeah, explosive and la- laterally explosive than Dalvin Cook. Deontay Foreman, he's rostered in 41.3% of leagues, but I made an exception because he got 19 carries this week for 109 yards. Dontrell Hilliard got 12 for like 135 as well. That's a backfield pairing you need to keep an eye on. Go pick up both. Foreman's probably the better add, but Hilliard could be good as well. And then number five, Kendrick Bourne. And you can get other safe wide receivers. There always are. Russell Gage, A.J. Green. Maybe these guys aren't safe, but they can at least like have a good chance to get you a pretty safe game. But I think you're trying to look for the upside guys when you're looking um, for, on, for wide receivers in free agency just because there's so many available. And Kendrick Bourne has that upside. Kendrick Bourne picking up two touchdowns this week. Uh, he has been a bit inconsistent, but in four of his last seven, he has been very solid for you. And so in with a couple of really big boom games in that there, each of the past two, actually. So go pick up Kendrick or not two of the past three, excuse me, not each of the last two. Uh, so go pick him up as well. That wraps up waiver wire. That wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast at SG sports talk for the live show. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com second goal sports talk at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back on Thursday and I'll see you. Oh, well, I already said it. I'll see you back on Thursday. See you next time.